This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three. Hello, welcome to the most influential cobblers podcast that there is, that the world has ever seen. Yes, it's it's all cobblers to me. My name's Charles. I'm the number one influencer. Uh, number two influencer isn't here. That's Chesy. Number three is Danny Brothers. Hello, Danny. And number four is Neil. Edgerton Scott. How are you guys? Are you feeling influenced? <laughs> I'm not entirely feeling influenced, honestly, I, but it's, not, it's nice to be recognised, isn't it, for that kind of thing. I'm not I, really sure what an influencer is. I, uh, I've just been going around influencing people all day. <laughs> Have you? Have yeah. you made friends as well? <laughs> uh, it, it, at work, yeah, just lobbing out influence left, right, and centre. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> have you added it to your CV? Influencer, oh, first thing I did is yeah. after my name in brackets. <laughs> at the end of every tweet, hashtag influence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did enjoy actually. I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, we it's all covers to me. We, I should say, have been named in the Northampton Chronicle and Echoes. 15 
Uh, sorry, 18 most influential people of Northamptonshire, I think it says. What is it? Northamptonshire influencers. 18 personalities you should be following on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and yes, we are there. Number 18 in the list, which I think they, they always do these things in reverse order. So because we're last, we're there for the best. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I, I reached out to the cron just to check because when, <laughs> when I was updating my CV, I just wanted to know how far I could go with it. And they yeah. said that we were actually in the top three. So there you go. Really? <laughs> yeah. There you I go. Mean, I, I'm loving this. <laughs> top three influences in all thumbs and shit. Uh, looking, through, amazing. Um, looking through all the people that were put down as positive influences as well and then just seeing us on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I, like I Alistair it. Slow playing Anfield. That's what I felt like. <laughs> Speaking of you know which, what? Charles, what a documentary that was that you put together last week. And if anybody hasn't heard it yet, go back and, and listen to it because that was superb. Incredible where Thank that you. was. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Compared to Radio 4 in some circles. Twice. Two people I've heard compare it to BBC Radio 4 this week. It's been very uh, uh, flattering, I think is mm. the word to say. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. If you have listened to it, if you've not yet, then there's still time because it's there forever in our podcast feed. Uh, it's called Anfield 10 Years On. Go and have a listen. Uh, Danny, you got the chance to speak to Samo, didn't you? I um, did. As part of it. Um, and I also had a good chat with uh, Ben Tozer, former Cobblers centre-back, now captain of Cheltenham and um, you know promotion-helping player. Um, for us, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jeff got that Doyle, on CV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> well, at the end, hashtag goal, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Jeff Doyle as well on there, um, who was the Northampton BBC Radio Northampton commentator the night that the Cobblers beat Liverpool at Anfield. Um, so yeah, it was good. Thank you very much, Danny. That's, That's very great. nice. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I enjoyed, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed listening to the commentary as well because I've not really heard a lot of that back and I was like walking along listening to it again um, getting like goosebumps about it because it was just you, you don't really hear the commentary or listen back to it when you're there and stuff and it's, it was quite difficult to find afterwards so to actually hear that was great and just to hear the, all the penalties going in and stuff and knew what was about to happen it was yeah chills Charles is what I got chills chills down your spine um, what else has happened in the last week that we've not been in your ears um Oh, I tell you what, I'll tell you what did happen. Oxford and their bus. Oh, Oxford like a bus incident, don't they? Have you heard about this, Neil? I have heard about it, and let's just say it couldn't happen to a nicer team. <laughs> was it an open top bus? <laughs> oh, I heard that was one. a problem. <laughs> I love the way, if you, again, if you've not heard this, this is the story of the fact that Oxford United had to change at their hotel and travel to their game at Accrington Stanley by taxi, by car. Enough of the Uber comments, thank you very much. And that was because their bus... I'm, I'm just going to read this quote that is from BBC Radio Oxford's Nathan Cooper. He said Oops. that Oxford have got quite a technical bus that not many at this <laughs> level have got. What? Why have they got such a technical bus? don't know. Why have they got a technical bus? The bus just it's... needs to get them from A to B, right? It says, when you get aboard, <laughs> it sprays a sort of alcohol gel. 
a fine mist spray, which obviously helps with the current situation. Fine mist spray. So it sterilizes the box. It's like when you go into Debenhams and someone sprays. <laughs> someone sprays the perfume at you. Not that many do that to me, but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, I love the fact. It's quite a technical boss. Yeah, it's so technical that basically it got itself drunk and then refused to start because <laughs> it was above the limit. <laughs> oh, dear. Oxford yeah, United most, bosses. Uh, <laughs> most drunk coach since David Lee. Oh. Hey! Oh. oh, dear. Oh, fabulous. Uh, so, yeah, I thought, I thought we'd start off with uh, a little bit of Oxford baiting because we all like that, don't we? Um, and... Are they still bottom of the league as well? <laughs> uh, no, Bristol Rovers are bottom, aren't they? Because we've got them next. Ah, yes, of course. But uh, they're still below us, though, aren't they? So, uh, you know, first best team in League One, obviously. There you go. Um, what news did happen this week, uh, Cobblers-related? Well, Cobblers-related news, I suppose the big thing uh, is the fact that we weren't allowed to go to the football. Again. Again. Or still, we should say. Yeah, um, bit gutted. I mean, to be fair, for me and Danny, it probably didn't make a blind bit of difference. But for you, Neil, yeah, a little bit. It's that thing, isn't it? Of there's light at the end of the tunnel, and then the light disappears. Basically, um, it's not. I mean, it didn't necessarily feel like the right time to potentially be doing it with all the news about the cases and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I don't know. I think at some point they're probably going to have to bite the bullet and say, let's give it a go and let's try it. Um, I don't really see the difference between, you know, a, a thousand, 1,500 people socially distanced inside a stadium to, have you, I mean, have you seen those videos on, and those pictures on, on Twitter and stuff of everyone piling out the pubs at 10 o'clock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people all, congregated together and stuff I don't see any difference really and if anything that's that's worse probably but um yeah a little bit frustrating I guess more so you know it's annoying as fans isn't it but I guess it's more frustrating for the clubs because the, the clubs and cobblers are going to be desperate to get fans back in for for monetary reasons aren't they and it's it's frustration frustrating I guess but there's not much you can do I think it was interesting though wasn't it because because Kelvin Thomas did a couple of with well, an interview with with Jake Sharp didn't he on on Twitter, on Zoom, mm. wasn't it? Um, and then there was a couple of stories in the Cron, and he seemed to be a little bit more more positive than I expected. Um, I think he's a genuine, generally positive person, though, isn't he? He's not one of those people to just start blaming others for things and calling them out. Otherwise, you know, he'd have been calling the council out for about five years if that was the case. So I, I think... Generally speaking, he's just a little bit more of a positive kind of guy. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think you're right. But I think he, he seemed to, didn't he? He seemed to suggest, and not in these these exact words, but along these lines, that it'll it's now got worse and it will get better quicker, if that makes sense, in terms of getting fans back in. So I think he was he seemed to imply, and I might have read between the lines and read this incorrectly, which won't be the first time that's happened. Hmm. But... Um, Seem to imply that yeah, we, you know, we were looking at getting a thousand people back in, but actually, when it now happens, we might be more at the planned, which originally was was three thousand or so, wasn't it? Um, or up to a certain percentage of capacity, so it might be slightly better for us in that respect. Um, 
But I think nobody knows that's the problem. It's it's difficult, isn't it? It's defined mm. it's defined by this loony government and it's defined by this weird situation, global pandemic. So there's not much anyone can do about it, really. No. But ev- everyone's got different views, right? It's a, again, it's the sort of thing that polarises opinion for every every football fan that's saying, you know, we should be getting fans back in stadiums and stuff. You're going to have another few that are saying, well, no, it's ridiculous. There's a there's a lot of cases going on. It's still dangerous out there. It's not a priority. So it's it's a difficult one. It's one of those, isn't it? You've got to, you know, you've got to weigh it up and be as balanced as possible, I think. Um, yes, we want to get back to watching football. Yes, we want to get back to doing sport. But, you know, I mean, you can't put, you can't put that above um you know lives can you i mean you know it isn't more important than life or death so we're just going to have to sort of get on with it the way that it is for now and and hope essentially hope that football and as a whole can come through it on the other side unscathed i mean we've already lost berry a year ago and now macclesfield went bust last week um you know but let's just hope there aren't any more of those to come because of this, uh, you know, pandemic. I mean, things were bad enough as it was before COVID came along, wasn't it, really? On that, I was going to say, on that, I mean, how does football survive this situation? So for, for say, of the cases and, you know, if it keeps ramping up as it is doing at the moment and things keep getting worse, and we don't know whether that's going to happen or whether that's not going to happen, right? Everyone's going to have a different view, that's fine. Um, But, for example, like Grimsby had their game with the weekend just gone called off, didn't they? Because they had a couple of people test positive and stuff. And then I, was, I read today that their their game this coming Saturday, which I think is potentially against Bradford, maybe, um, yeah. has been now been called off because they they're not going to be able to field field a team. Um, and are they playing Hull as well in one of the cups as well? I think uh, they might be. I don't know. I didn't mm. I didn't read that part. But then that that's going to keep happening. I'd imagine. Um, how long does that last for? Like, so Grimsby, say for example, they have a bit of an outbreak, which they've obviously got a couple of people at the moment, and other people are having to self-isolate. If that outbreak keeps going and rips through their whole team and their whole squad and their whole, you know, everyone that works at the club and stuff, they have to postpone postpone their games for say four weeks or whatever it may be. Where do you get to the point where I mean, when are you going to fit those games back in, and how does it work? It's one team cancelling a few of their games you could probably cope with but that happens to four five six seven teams you're in a real big problem you're right you're you're absolutely right um and in a way it begs the question will we finish the season um but i suppose we'll just have to keep keep our eye on that won't we and keep looking um other news the trust backed the football club or or stated that they backed the football club owners plans for on the east stand that's more or less the only thing that we know about it, though, isn't it, Danny? Yeah, yeah. But I think it's a positive step, isn't it? That's what we were waiting for at the end of the day. We just wanted them and the chairman and the club just to sit in the same room. Obviously, they had to do it by Zoom and things, and they've had meetings and sort of confirm with each other what's going on. But it sounds like they're on the same page roughly now, which is what everyone wanted to see. And I think that's the start of hopefully resolving the 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 months of statement after statement coming out from both, uh, which has been pretty damaging, I think, to both parties. And so, yeah, really positive sign on that. You could say, because, I mean, we, we've essentially been saying that this is exactly what we wanted, isn't it? Yeah. You could say 
that we're influencers. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how much influence we had over that one. I feel like we had zero on that one. <laughs> Could you it's imagine? good, though. It's it just is... going to say that after everything this tonight, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just... absolutely everything. <laughs> um, and next week, the transfer window slams shut because you can't just close yeah. the transfer window. It has to be slammed. It has, has to be slammed. Has to. And uh, Danny, uh, you've moved to Bristol since the last transfer window slammed shut. So, Neil, I guess that's you standing out six hills with the, outside six hills with a carrot this yep. time around. I will be taking over the the carrot mantle. Uh, Danny has sent it in the post. I believe it's on it on it winging its way up from Bristol. Uh, the gold plated carrot. Yeah, and uh, it's on the way. I'll be I'll be Don's Le Bush come deadline day. <laughs> Don's the bush. <laughs> Who's Don and what are you doing with his bush? Um, <laughs> a little bit of French. That was very Del Boy there. <laughs> yeah, Don's the <Le> bush. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Um, what, are Don's we going to go? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, are we going to go live on Facebook at all, Neil? Have you? Basically, what I'm asking you is. Have you checked with Karen that she's available? Uh, Karen has, uh, well, she's ghosted me so far, so <laughs> understandable and probably the right thing for her to do. Um, are we going to go live on Facebook? I think we'll make a call on that, won't we? Dependent on what happens, I guess. The franticness of yeah. it. Because, I mean, if, if the club tweet at 5pm or 3pm saying that's us done for the day, there's, there's probably no point in us going live on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> 5 to 11, we'll go live at Facebook just to literally go, and it's shut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go live just to shut our own windows, just to yeah. slam oh, it. Do you know what? I'd love that. Let's all of us just go online. At the same time. Just, all of us stand by a window and just close it at 11 o'clock. <laughs> and that'll be it. Done. That's it. <laughs> Wasn't there like oh, a two-week uh, window for... Just um, domestic transfers as well. After that, though, so it's I don't know because of... you said that on WhatsApp, and I didn't really. I got confused, so I just kind of agreed and went quiet because I didn't really know what was what was going on. I, I'll be honest; I'm, I'm the same. It's the first time I've ever heard of that. Yeah, I might have you made, made it up? up Dan? It might, I might be, but I'm sure I've, I read. Are you trying to influence the uh, to it's... give us an extra two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> just for panic buys, basically. <laughs> um... <laughs> for Jason Lee's. And then Sinclair's. <laughs> John Taylor's. Oh no, don't throw him in that bracket, can we? Love John Taylor. Um but yeah, it, it shuts or leans to or partially comes close to closing on that Monday. So I'm sure Keith will be Keith will there. Keith will be there. Looking for a new hat, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> a cheap late deal. Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, we've been delaying it long enough, chaps. Uh, and we're going to have to talk about this whole game. That was bloody awful. <laughs> <laughs> that's Samo. Samo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that is our new voiceover man. That's voiceover Ant. Uh, welcome to the team. Um, Ant's podcast. Um, well, he's, he's just stopped doing his podcast on the left side, the Funny Football Show. Um, if you've not heard it, go and check it out. It is very, very good, very funny. And um, yeah, they've just decided to stop doing it. So I offered him a job that he took up for the oh, price. Oh, no, is he getting paid for this? A, the price of a cuddle and a stroke is of his it? beard. No, I can't believe in this global pandemic when times are hard <laughs> and people are going on furlough, we're out there not only influencing people, but expanding our employees. So, Indeed. I mean, 
Is he getting a wage, Charles? Because well, as I said, no, just a stroke of his beard and a thank you. Has he got stroke a contract? He's not got a contract. No. Oh, He's zero like zero hours. We're, we're zero hours. We're <laughs> like the Mike Ashley of the podcast world. <laughs> oh, no. Don't stare. Don't, no, let's not get that on. <laughs> anyway, whole city came to Sixfields on Saturday, and then ninety minutes later went back to Hull. The end. Uh, next. <laughs> uh, what did we think of the game, chaps? Were we oh, over? Let's go overall feelings about the game first of all. Uh, overall feelings about the game, I thought we looked good, or, or we certainly looked the better team. I would say up until we we conceded uh, two poor goals to concede, weren't they? Really, um, some some ropeyish defended on both accounts. Mm, thought we looked a bit toothless. I think there's definitely. I know we've got we've still got a few players out and stuff, but I did think we looked a bit toothless. And not sure we really had a plan B in the second half. Sort of the last half an hour was very much a, a non-event, really. Um, but I thought they looked okay. They looked quite solid and, and stuff. I didn't think they were that good. I mean, I, I know they, they won two 0 and they beat us two 0 But I thought you know, potentially if we'd been at it a bit more and. It would have ended in nil-nil probably because we we didn't look like scoring really. But I'd, frustrating, I think, was how I'd probably describe my feelings. Yeah, Danny, are you the same? Yeah, pretty much. I think they just had that little bit more quality, didn't they? They and once they got ahead, they had um, players who could keep the ball and could pass the ball, um, and they were pinging it around quite a bit and just kind of taking it easy. It kind of felt a little bit like a pre-season friendly in the second half because it just never it never looked like we were going to score or get back into it, and they were just taking it easy and just trying to hold on to the win, weren't they? So um, it just, it was, there was a clear difference in quality there and that, that's going to happen sometimes. Um, I think like Neil, we were well in the game for the first half hour or so. Um, not helped by our friend who is now on our referees list who we're going to come to. Um, <laughs> was that a cough by someone or was that a James Blunt? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> do you know, I this, this is the thing you said about quality and the difference yeah. in quality. The only difference in quality really came with the two goals. Was, yeah, but otherwise, uh, apart from that, they just they looked ordinary. It's just the air they had about them. I just I just felt like they were they were just so much more comfortable with the ball at their feet than we were, and just they always looked in control of the game. And just we we once we fell behind, we were just chasing it completely, and we we never really had those players on the pitch in the middle of the pitch, especially that could hold onto the ball and pick a key pass and just have that extra little bit. Having said that, though, when Nicky Adams came on, all of a yes. sudden there was hope. Yeah, there was leadership, is what I'll say about that. Like straight away, as soon as he came on, he's dictating everything, isn't he? And you, 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 we've missed it so much. Like he's putting where to put the ball, is taking charge of free kicks, is directing people. Um, sorely missed on the pitch. Like you can't really say enough about that that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, he might not completely play every minute of every game but his leadership is going to be massive I think this season if you're welcome back Kian, if you're Kian Bolger right now you might think this question's a little bit unfair but I don't feel like we've had a leader no. all season so far they, no, I they just I don't know whether maybe we were a bit spoiled for choice last season and now Pretty much, they well, essentially, all the leaders from last season have either left the club or have been injured for the opening few weeks of the uh, the season. So, 
I'm, I'm still not seeing anything from our new captain in terms of leadership. I mean, he might be one of those that's a quiet leader, you know, and they, they talk about different types of captain material, don't they? Well, you had Charlie Good, who basically led by example, but also was was pretty vocal, um, maybe a but bit then, of an all-rounder. What's, what's key in Bolger? About Charlie had that half-season on loaner, didn't he, to kind of get used to the squad and get embedded into it. It's... Not probably not the easiest of things to come into a team that's completely not completely changed, but a l- completely changed back three, especially just to come in and start becoming that leader. And I mean, it's clearly Keith Kell sees something in him, and I think it's just one of those that just takes a bit of time, and we'll it will see it gradually through the season. Do you not think that maybe give the captaincy somebody else then, somebody no. that's been here? Because isn't Bolger only on a one-year deal anyway? Not sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's only on a one-year deal. I mean, who, yeah. I mean, what, who do you give it to? Nicky Adams is probably the only, or, or Sam Hoskins, is the, <laughs> the options to, to At do least that. He's going to play every week, and he knows all the names in the dressing room, <laughs> and he knows what the club's about. I mean, yeah, yeah no, I true. mean, I just, I, you know, I'm not trying to pick on Bolger here. I mean, I know it yes, sounds feels like, like you are. <laughs> but, in the middle of writing oh, a blog yeah. about it, Charles. <laughs> now, now, no more in jokes. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I just think that if we're going to, I don't know. I just, I just feel like we're missing that thing. And when Nicky came on, as you say, it was there again. I think, I, I think it's, it's it's early days to be able to call that out. I think, I think you've got a like you like you said, every leader's different. No. No one leads in the same way. There's different styles and different ways of being a leader and different styles and different ways of being a captain. Might be that actually Bolger's massively vocal on on the pitch, but you just don't see it and you don't notice it because he's not necessarily ranting and raving like Charlie Good tended to do a little bit and you could almost see him shouting all the time and stuff. It, it, it might be that he's just a bit more calm and reserved with, with what he asks and, and says to the to the te- his teammates and stuff. So I don't think you can... I think it's too early to level that, that at him. I'd, I'd agree a little bit to a point that... It, it's lacked a little bit of, of leaders and characters, but I don't think that's necessarily down to Bolger. I think that's just a bit of a natural natural thing when you, you've got this turnover of players and, and almost a brand new team. I think you're going to get that to start with until characters start, you know, solidifying their place in, in you know, the, the makeup of the dynamics and all that sort of thing. That's nonsense, isn't it? The makeup of the dynamics. <laughs> Keith? <laughs> Sound like Keith, don't I? <laughs> but you know, as long as they get the fundamentals right, that's the main thing. Get <laughs> okay, your jigsaw out. As long as they got a pathway, a pathway to, to see what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, uh, Danny, you do you want to talk about your new latest blog that you've written? I believe it's about a, about a referee this time. Oh, old Alan Young, yeah. yeah, yeah. Second most hated Alan, just behind Alan Swan. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Gen- completely, yeah, not really that gentle, was it? Um, <laughs> completely incompetent, wasn't he? It's just like he was awful. Just, Can I just confirm? We he, he didn't about look Alan like Scott. he was supposed to be there. Uh, both, but um, mainly both Alan Young. Um, just complete, yeah, bollocks, rubbish. <laughs> didn't didn't look like he was supposed to be there. Just he complete was, bollocks. He, it was. He just didn't look like he was meant to be a referee. He looked like he'd been drafted in from the wreck. Um, <laughs> but it was. It was both teams as well. Like both teams were having to go at him for stuff. And when that happens, you just, you just, yeah, 
you can tell. But you, know, bad, you know full well that he wasn't good enough. He wasn't. And how is how is that still happening in League One? It's ridiculous. <laughs> he looked like, and this this is probably a little bit mean, but he looked like he he needed to be wearing a sports bra as well, which put me off a lot. <laughs> Don't we all? Well, yeah, we all do. Yeah, but we're not referees, Danny, in in, in our prime. So you know what? I might as well go and be now. Yeah, he put me off for starters. I can imagine it put a few of the players off seeing those jubblies bouncing along at you when he was having a go at you. Um, <laughs> can we say that? Well, I've said it. No, um, you said it now. I've said it. Yeah, um, I, I, he was poor. He, he was he was really poor, wasn't he? That said, I don't think I don't, there was on Twitter. There was you know quite a lot of abuse he was getting and stuff. And oh, you play. We're playing against twelve men and all that. So he wasn't the reason we lost the game. No, no not at all. But he was he was poor. It, it, it wasn't even anything. It was one of those really, really, really annoyingly crap referees that he didn't really get anything major wrong. He just got everything <laughs> Apart- wrong. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. It wasn't, it wasn't just something big. It was basically turning up that yeah. he got wrong. Yeah, like it was, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't like a major decision, like, oh, that, well, it should have been a red card and he's completely got it wrong or anything like that. Mm. It was just every single decision. The linesmen as well were poor as well. I don't know whether... It, it, like there was a few times when I think we messaged on our WhatsApp group saying, oh, we got a corner there. We just booted it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just dreadful. I mean, I said before we started recording that I actually took a double check and, and thought, is that me that's that's about to referee this game? Because <laughs> I literally looked at it and went, that's what I'd look like if I wore a T-shirt, you know, like that, a referee shirt that was maybe a size too small for me. Hey, and not- I was just a bit like that going, mm, this could go bad. And then it did. No, you're being mean to yourself there, Charles. A svelte young <laughs> gentleman that you are, doing your half marathons. <laughs> I was going to say, casually dropping into the WhatsApp, I'm just going to run a half marathon in the morning. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think at the time when you put that on there, I was literally halfway through a pack of biscuits. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, oh, right, well, enjoy that, mate. <laughs> Great oh, use of the word svelte, by the way. Enjoy that. <laughs> Love it. Love a bit of svelte. Svelte going out. I mean, you you said that there wasn't there wasn't something major that he got wrong. I mean, I will contest that a little bit, Neil. Contest it. The second goal, clear foul on Harry Smith doesn't get given. Two seconds later, Ryan Watson is a, a judge to have committed a foul. Free kick gets given to Hull, and the ball's in the back of the net after Netflix boy decides to go on a quick run past yeah, but, through our defence. That's only you're only classing that as major because they scored from that free kick. Ultimately, if we, you know, the, if we defend the free kick properly, then he's just got he's just got a foul the wrong way around, does not he? So do, do you know what I mean? Like, so he's not a, a, a red card or a penalty decision is what I meant. And but he did get that absolutely wrong. Oh yeah, I get, I get what you mean. I mean, yeah. he didn't get a foul the wrong way around. He literally ignored one foul and then well, made yeah. up another one. <laughs> and that that was essentially what happened. Uh, do you know? Just very quickly on Ryan Watson. So I remember back. Back in the playoffs, what a friend of mine said Wembley that, who isn't a Cobblers fan said that they weren't sure why they actually felt that Ryan Watson was our weak link and questioned what he actually did. But he scores goals in at Wembley in the final. Oh, well, he did, well, of course he did at the Wembley in the final. However, the one that it got me thinking a little bit watching that game against Hull, far too many times we just seemed to be kicking it without looking to see where we're, we're kicking it to. And the main offender that I kept seeing of doing that was Ryan Watson. And it, it started to actually get on my nerves a bit that 
you could say, and I know that we're not good enough to play like, say, That's... Liverpool or Arsenal and pass it out from the back every time. 2-1 to Liverpool, by the way. But <laughs> I just don't... It was It was really annoying that we weren't getting to see... <laughs> just, just at least try and pass it to somebody else when when you can, rather than just hoofing it back up the pitch and giving the ball back. But hope. that's nothing new. No, you're right. It's not anything. That's new. how we play. But we are. Oh. It's percentages, isn't it? That's that's how we play. And by the end of it, we had three giants up front as well. Literal um, giants. Literal. Well, yeah. What's the what's the measurements for giants? I don't know. Uh, anything, well, for me, anything above six foot feels like a giant. Yeah. Me, so. <laughs> yeah, three giants, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree to a point. It was it was frustrating for me as well when I was watching it. I actually thought Joseph Mills was. Sorry, Danny. I know you love him, but I, I, I thought <laughs> um, I thought he was a bit guilty of of what you're saying, Charles. Of just a lot of the time, he didn't even look mm. where he was lumping it. He was just lumping it. But players don't do that off their own back. They're they're obviously it's part of the the guidance they're given, and that's part of the instructions they're given. And it's nothing really new, I don't think. I think we've always done that, and certainly under Keith Curl. And maybe at the moment, why it stands out more is because we haven't got into that that proper mould of how we play, and and you know we're missing a few players here or there and stuff. So, it, whereas previously, perhaps last year, those those aimless lumps would be turned into something by Vadane Oliver or whoever it may be, Callum Morton or, or whatever, whoever. We're still getting to that point and still finding our feeling our way and gelling a little bit as a team. And I hate that term, but gelling a little bit as a, as a group and stuff. So it perhaps feels like they're more aimless lumps at the moment. I don't think they are. I don't think it's, it's meant to be that way, but there's definitely uh, an element of get rid of it if you can. Yeah. Fair enough, then. Absolutely so, fine. So disconnected anyway, isn't it, with all the injuries and things? That is the difference. Yeah. We've had different forwards on, especially every every game. It doesn't help the situation. I think once we've got a settled front line as well, um, it, they'll start to get understandings between them. But even the like the three, the two behind the big man up front, how we have been playing has been changing, hasn't it? So give it a bit of time, Charles. Yeah, what is, I mean, our, what, what is our settled front line? Well, there isn't one. That's what I mean. Like We've got Benny Ashley Seal who plays. He, he's gone off injured. We've got Chuck who's come in and... Uh, Nuttall came in, didn't he? Uh, Harry Smith obviously plays, and then you've got the two buzzing around him, who's either Warburton, Corbera, or Hoskins. Like two out of those three, and it's just been rotating all the time. So um, I feel like we we need a couple more weeks of pre-season now, just to kind of. Get, we haven't get it got right. a couple more weeks. Um, we've got Peter Bristol. We haven't. Why don't we just call the game off or something? Well, luckily, we're playing Bristol Rovers, so it should be all right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> well, after that, we you know who we've got, don't you? So yeah, we'll get it called That's off it. somehow. Yeah, call it off. Give us two weeks build-up. Yeah, two weeks, please, guys. We need to go on a training camp. (laughs) But it it does feel like that's still that pre-season vibe, doesn't it? Um, And luckily for us, threes, we weren't very good. But And and I think as well, it's playing a team team like Hull, who are going to be up there. Uh, We can't really judge too much on it, I don't think. It's not the type of game that's going to decide our season, is it? No, and you know, you can lose up to 14 games a season and still get promoted. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're still 10th as well, aren't we? 10th? Yeah, there yeah, we are, yeah. Yeah, yeah right on the fringes. Right on the can fringes we, of the playoffs. Can we call out the defensive situation or is it frowned upon? You can. Go for it. Uh, I have a concern. 
I mean, see a doctor first if you're asking. But yeah, oh, you, you, you can't at the moment. It's, you, can only get, you, you can only get Zoom appointments. I need a face to face on this problem, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit concerned about Luka Rakic. Um, right. Okay. And I don't like to single play. Well, I do like to single players out, actually, don't I? Um, a little bit. Yeah. I just think he looks a bit out of place. And I don't think he looks up to speed at the moment. I think noticeably on, on Saturday against Hull, he was he was caught on the ball a, a few times and uh, a couple of players nipped it in front of him when he'd taken a touch and stuff. And he, his positional doesn't seem to quite have that ironed out. And I'm just a bit concerned. Like, how long do you wait? And how long do we give him before we think, actually, there's a bit of a risk here? Because I always think, certainly in Keith Curl's world, the defence is, is kind of the most important piece, right? Because we're not free-flowing attacking necessarily. We're a little bit percentage football, a little bit, you know, trying to score from set pieces and stuff. And if the defence isn't solid, then it makes our our hopes of getting a result all that harder, right? Um, I, I'm just a bit concerned by him and I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I know we don't have many options because um, <laughs> Horsefall's injured, wasn't he? Um, and we had Joe Martin in there again. Um but I know there's rumours of a of another centre back coming in from Crystal Palace, so maybe maybe we're doing something about it. I don't know. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. I, I just didn't feel comfortable with watching him. I personally wonder whether we're putting a little bit too much on his shoulders on the basis of he's come from Brentford. He's he's almost been the other way, hasn't he? From from Charlie, are we sort of hoping and, and expecting him to just be like Charlie, and maybe he's he's not? that good I don't, I don't know I mean, there's, there is a part of me that wonders we need to give him a bit more time to just adapt and, and start to play with us he did play in Brentford's first team a few times last season so he can't be all bad oh, well let me remind you that uh, Duncan Spedding once played in the Premier League <laughs> oh well if that's the case uh, let's uh, shut up shop now and go <laughs> home call it off <laughs> uh, look right that's the end of part one we're going to come back in a moment after we've heard this message. Do you enjoy It's All Cobblers to Me? Do you want more Cobblers-related podcast content and to feel all warm and fuzzy inside? Well, now you can. Sign up to support the podcast on Patreon. From as little as £2 per month, you'll receive access to additional content such as bonus podcasts, merchandise, pictures of Charles in the shower, meetups, player Q&As, and you'll be supporting us to keep bringing you a weekly podcast about the biggest and best football team in the world of Northampton. Go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me right now. Please note that pictures of Charles in the shower are not suitable for anybody with eyes. Yes. Uh, patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me go and check it out uh, we will actually be this month putting on the full interview that we did or Danny rather did with club legend Ian Sampson for the Liverpool special did you say um, the, the full interview well I've got to edit it first haven't I Neil <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> There's a couple of things. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there, there are a couple of things that um, we were we were discussing off the record. So yes, although a lot of it has seemingly come out in the press over the last couple of weeks, but we we, we keep our word, don't we? Here 
on uh, It's All Cobblers to Me. So yeah, so that'll be dropping onto the Patreon. So if you want to be able to go and watch that whole interview, then do go and sign up from as little as £2 a month. All of the money that you pop in through that is used to make the podcast better and to basically keep us all in a life of luxury. So thank you very much for that. Um, Now, it's time for the the welcome return of a fan's favourite. Postman Neil, Postman Neil, Postman Neil, and he's... Oh, I'm not doing this anymore. Honestly, like, I'm all right doing some stuff that's a bit out of character, but this, of all the things I've done, and I don't just mean for this show, I mean, like, in my life, this is the worst. Who gives a f*** what's in Neil's post bag? <laughs> Amazing. Incredible. <laughs> Did you enjoy that, Neil? It's uh, it's a welcome return of your post bag, my friend. Um, (laughs) And because I've I've dropped this on you tonight as we're recording, um, it's okay. Don't worry. I have collated the post bag for you um, this time. We've actually had an email, boys. Oh, another one. (laughs) From Sunderland, is it? No, it is not. Uh, Here we go. Hi, Charles and the team. That's you guys, by the way. Uh, Brilliant pod looking back at the Liverpool match. My overriding memory of the evening, apart from the pouring rain, was the friendly Liverpool fans, both before and after the match. That and the briefest of pregnant pauses when Abdul scored the winner, and we all thought, has that just happened? Anfield Road End and what a good friend of mine Stoke fan refers to as a major mental ensued. <laughs> it got me realising just what we're all missing at the moment and now that live sport isn't going to be a reality for quite a while, I confess I got a bit emotional. I somehow think yesterday's game, that's the game against Hull, would have been very different with a full house at Sixfields. Really positive start from the Cobblers, would have kept a thousand or so Hull fans nice and quiet. An early goal, goal, which I thought our play in the first 25 minutes minutes merited, and who knows. Anyway, onwards and upwards, and that's from Malcolm Butler. Thank you very much for getting in touch, Malcolm. Lovely. Nice email. Email. Hmm. Yeah, I think he's right as well, Malcolm. Actually, about the if if fans had been at the game on Saturday against Hull, and I'm going to use that word again, we would have influenced the ref um, <laughs> because he was he was influenced by the players, wasn't he, on the day? Um, mm. And he's that he was the same ref. Do you remember at Leighton Orient away when um, there was that fracas at the end? I was. I him. Yeah, it was the same ref, um, uh. and he was influenced by. The, the Orient fans at that point. Um, so mm. I think it would have been very different. I, I actually agree with that totally. Fair enough, yeah. Mm. Um, Danny, you put some stuff out on Twitter as well that we've got the, the the views of the Cobblers faithful from. So did you see the news, Neil, about Ryan Reynolds looking to take over Wrexham? I did. I, I did see. It's not just Ryan Reynolds, is it? It's, I was going to uh, say. It's, yeah. uh, it's Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Indeed, yes. So Rob McElhenney. He's a bit of a raw deal, isn't he, old Rob McElhenney? Everyone's just mentioning old Billy Big Bollocks, Ryan Reynolds. He's not going to look in, is he? He's not going to look in. Let me tell you, 
if you've never watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and if you I like, do, yeah. If you like ridiculous comedy, then that is going to fill your boots for the next. And, and you've tuned into this podcast, so you clearly do. Yeah, you'll probably like it. <laughs> <laughs> Influencing once again. Um, well, let me just read the tweet that you put out, Danny. And I, I just want to make a quick point, actually. Here is that, Danny. It's it's you that's in charge of the Twitter feed, isn't it? So um, mostly, yeah. Can, mostly. Yeah, but 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 majorly, mostly, it's you. It's mainly um, Danny, unless it's mainly Danny, unless I go a bit rogue or <laughs> Jeff, Jeffrey takes over for a bit. Um, but it's mainly if anything bad happens, it's Danny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so so people that keep putting things on about me and and you know be like it's like today somebody put on a thing saying that well, how can you be an influencer in Warrington uh, when you're in Warrington? And I was like that going. It's not me. I didn't put it on Twitter. Not anything to do with me. Hey, well, Danny. No, we, we, we were tagged in it, though, weren't we? If we're going we're by those well. rules, if we're going by those rules, guys, I'm the only influencer here. Oh, no, I know. I'm taking it that that we're influencer across England. We're actually better <laughs> than anyone else in that article <laughs> because we are national. <laughs> anyway, Danny wrote on Go Twitter, on. but with the news that Ryan Reynolds may soon be involved in a bid for Wrexham. We're asking which Hollywood A-listers you'd like to invest in NTFC and why. So first of all, Danny, you also left out the other guy. Not enough characters, Joss. No, okay, blame it on the Twitter account. Okay, fine. Um, Anyway, we had some some responses. Uh, Andy Durant, friend of the pod. Any ideas what he might have gone for? Um, Andy Durant, I think he would have gone... Dick Van Dyke. Oh, I wouldn't have gone Dick Van Dyke. I think he would have gone for uh, someone musical. No, Dick Van Dyke. He went, he, he yeah, went for I count that, Danny. <laughs> he went for Megan Fox because she's uh, Megan Fox. Uh, was his reason because she's good up top? I don't know. Don't know. Let's not go there. Sorry. Mike Fuller or Leeds United fan? Leeds United Fuller. fan, Mike Fuller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you'd have asked it this last season, I'd have said The Rock. Just because I'd have wanted to see him wrestle Alan McCormack. Nice, nice. Absolutely. I, I mean, everyone's got fantasies. Uh, Steve wrote Adam Sandler, a man who is known oh, for no. his films being great or utter rubbish. Oh, incredible. Fitting nicely with the life of a Cobblers fan. And James Daly then put on and replied to it to say, plus, he's already made a film called The Cobbler. He has. He has an interesting one where he. Uh, can go into the, he can turn into, or he lives the life of those people's shoes he's mending. I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? It, It Well, come on, you know, Adam, look, oh, this is, this is going to be one of those moments. I don't don't like to admit this, but Adam Sandler is actually one of my favourite actors. Oh dear. Uh, I know, I know. He's one of my most hated actors. That's fine. Really? Yeah. The majority, <laughs> the majority of people hate them. My my wife despises him and refuses to watch any film with him in, which I kind of understand. Yep. I get that. He up to a point, he had he's done some great films, um, and then I watched uh, one called "I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry" the mm. other day, and I have no idea how that was allowed to be put out <laughs> into the world. It is wrong on many accounts. Absolutely, uh, my favorite Adam Sandler film. I mean, there's the obvious ones, isn't there? Happy Gilmore, um, the greatest film of all time. Exactly. Happy I'll Gilmore. give you Happy Gilmore, but that's it. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, the God. wedding. The, hang on, oh, wedding what, singer. The water we'll, boy. We'll water boy. Water no, boy. Not Come on. It. What no. about Big Daddy? Nah. How about Wait. Click? Click. Who? Matthias Click. 
No. <laughs> Bedtime stories, great for the kids. Oh, that is great for the kids. You're right. Terrible great. for the adults. Great. Terrible for the adults. Great for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> what about the longest yard? Oh. The is that about Ashtella's penalty? <laughs> <laughs> it's the American version of Mean Machine. Right. Great film. Great film. Good yeah, story. Not having it. Um, <laughs> Fair enough then. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, Neil, can you remember how our dear listeners can get in touch with the podcast? Yes. Then <laughs> <laughs> do please tell. Oh, okay. Um, so then you can obviously email us, which is it's all cobblers to me at gmail.com, isn't it? It's all cobblers at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. It's all cobblers at gmail.com. Uh, cobblers to me or at cobblers to me on the Twitter. Yeah. You can uh, poke us on Facebook, should you wish. <laughs> Just... can, you, can you still poke on Facebook? Still t- you can. Know. You can. You can. can. You? I can confirm you can still poke. Tell me what you've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you left, Neil. <laughs> That's why I left Facebook. You get poking. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, if you do want to get in touch with us, then please do. Those are the channels to go through. Uh, lovely, lovely stuff. Uh, now, next, Danny has some very, very, very quickly. Tell us about yeah. what happened at the weekend for NTFC women. Go on, Danny. Go, go on. Danny. Oh, well, then. Have we not they're got, they're still winning. Got, they should women? just call themselves. Yeah, go on. Come on, Charles. Get a jingle. Mate, we're up now. Um, what a game! Oh, okay, that'll do. The, jing- the jingle should for this bit should be Mambo number five. <laughs> oh, if we had the rights. Uh, Daniel, sing it. Uh, no, not this week. No, <laughs> no time. Uh, I've got to not get that, that one out. I, I, I will be, hold my hands up and, and, and apologise because that jingle isn't ready yet for the, for the Ooh, women's. I'm I look sorry. forward to it. I, I am very, very sorry. You should look oh. forward to it. It's going to be amingly fun. Oh, bloody well and all. Um, no, we should call them NGFC winning, if anything, shouldn't we? They've won every oh, game. Oh, look at you. Look at influencing words. Hey, influencing words since yesterday. Um, <laughs> since the last book festival. <laughs> they've bloody won again. They've won their first league game, Charles. Been a long time coming. They've, they've had about seven or eight friendlies, uh, FA Cup action, but this is, the, this is the bread and butter, and they've won 3-0 in the opening game of the season. Not only that, Charles... But our fave and our sponsored player, Abby Brewing, got in on the act with a 25-yard lob. In fact, I'm reliably informed that she grabbed the ball off someone, won a 50-50 challenge, and then just casually lobbed, it, lobbed the keeper from 25 yards. So, you know, that's what happens when we sponsor you, isn't it? It is. We, we, create, the, uh... we create wonder goals. We, we, we might... <laughs> Might as well have scored it ourselves. <laughs> Might as well have done. Yeah. No chance I could have possibly done that ourselves. If anything, um, in any you way, could say that we influenced that goal. <laughs> not sure we did. No, not <laughs> sure, sure we did. Yeah, we are. Yeah, Gracie Williams and Cheska Partridge also got goals. Faye Noble was a bit naughty. She got sent off, but uh, well, she she a, a red card wasn't it? lashed out at someone. Yeah, it's a lash, lashed out. Yeah, Bradley lashed yeah. out. Well, you don't mind seeing that now and again, do you? Bit of passion, bit of passion. Yeah, bit of passion. Oh, yeah. You, don't, you don't mind seeing your punch over there. Hey, come yeah. on, get into them. Trying out love. Um, yeah. uh, three nil, nice and easy against Rise Park. Um, don't know if I said who it was against, but yeah, Rise Park. Um, yeah, oh, happy days. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, looking forward to more um, games from the more That's wins good. as well. Please, I will, I will call the management team out on something like they did bring Abby off. Um, what? Which is disgraceful. They should be sacked 
How I think. dare you? Yeah. I assume it was, you know, saving legs. Yeah, good point, actually. Probably. Keep, a, keep a fit. Keep a yeah. fit for the next game. That's the way to do it. Yes, brilliant. Well, good, good for them to win. Well done. Absolutely well done. Yeah, good. Right. Uh, <laughs> that just felt really patronising at the end. Let's also, move on. You can go and watch them as well, by the way. Um, oh, yes. But you can go and watch the games. Um, I think you've got to buy tickets beforehand, I think. Uh, but you can go and watch the games. So get on. Get down there, Charles. Everyone, get down there. The Big Match Preview, brought to you by Three Idiots and Chazzy. Oh, all right, brilliant. Fair, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fair. Yes, preview time. Bristol Rovers away this weekend. Danny, you as normal have the stats. I will Do say, I? last <laughs> season, last season, Bristol Rovers started well, faded. This season, started terribly. Will they get any better? <laughs> say faded, Charles. They faded... <laughs> Like a pair of old jeans in the wash. Um, Graham, <laughs> okay. Coffin left, Graham Coffin left them about fourth, didn't he? They were about fourth when he left. Something like they were in the playoffs, weren't they? I think, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then uh, Ben Garner took over, um, and it's not gone very well since he's won two games in 21 since he's took, taken over in December <laughs> last year. And um, already I've been perusing the Bristol Rovers forum. There's already a poll up to see whether fans. A Graham poll? A uh, Graham poll, yep. Yeah. Um, to see if fans want him sacked. They're, they're not happy. How's the poll going? Um, so the options are, let me find the options again. Um, give me two shakes of a lamb's bottom. Uh, should BG be sacked, Paul? Um, this is on This is on <laughs> gaschat.co.uk. Gas I just stumbled across it. Just, I was looking for some Gaschat! Um, so the, the uh, categories are, or the choices are, yes, immediately. Uh, yes, if we fail to beat Northampton, I mean that's a bit rude for a start. <laughs> let's nice give it to know four more games. Off. Yeah, yeah. Let's give it four more games. Let's give it eight more games, and then no, we should stick with him regardless. I don't know what regardless <laughs> encapsulates, but no matter what. Yeah, oh, no, no matter he's, what. In, he's in jail. Relegation. He murdered someone. No, still, <laughs> still got to stick with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, immediately he's winning the vote with forty-two percent. Oh, at I mean, the for me, for a Graham poll, that seems like a few too many options. It does a bit, doesn't it? I'll, I'll yeah, agree with you there. Too many options. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign up. To, do it. I'll sign up to the gas chat and I'll just leave feedback. Careful, careful how you say that. Now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I've, I've already signed up to the other one. So. <laughs> Marvellous. Um, I'm, I'm going to go straight in there um, and just to say that I think that this is a game that we should be winning. Oh, it's gone big. Oh. I, I, I just think that they've, they've had a very, very poor start to the season. Yeah. They're next. a team that... they're Yeah, next, next point. They're <laughs> a team that we know we can beat and that we enjoy beating as well. Uh, John Joe, opening day of the 2015-16 season. 3-1, uh, and playoffs. you fudged yeah. it up. Yep, that one. 3-0, actually. Oh, yeah, did you see? Did you see it? Bristol Rovers actually wanted to know the opinions of the Cobblers <laughs> fans, what Cobblers fans thought of Bristol Rovers, or what they what came into their head when Bristol Rovers was mentioned. And it was put out on the NTFC Twitter feed with, with the advice of, please keep it clean. And, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, what, what, what were they expecting? Come on. I mean, 
That's every Garen. response was the same. Was the, why? Why would <laughs> yeah. you do that? Why are you doing that in the first place? What do they want to know for? I don't understand. But you just, you just, you're on Twitter and you're asking football fans what they think of your club. You know, you're not going to get. <laughs> like, oh, I think it's a marvelous club. Always felt very welcome there. Um, <laughs> and we've <laughs> we've beaten four three after being three 0 down in the playoffs, and they did royally fuck it up. Uh, you're not going to get much of a, much other responses. We were we were three one down after the playoffs, weren't we? At the final game. Uh, yeah, but it was um, three, three nil in the first leg. Do you remember John, that the John three. Gale volley, as I like to call oh, it? I mean, it doesn't get enough praise, does it? That, that it goal. doesn't. It really doesn't. What a goal! Oh, if that don't go in, we I don't know if we win that. But no, I don't think we do either. Um, I kind of want to find a video of that goal actually. And just watch it. Yeah, over well, and over. yeah, just just for a while. Yeah. It's like a little. Um, 25-yard lob, much like Abby Bruin as well, I think. Um. Well, that's that's where she took her inspiration from, I believe. Yeah, clearly. Influence. She's um, she's dating Jake Sharp, isn't she? Um, yes, yes. I believe so, so. I like to think that Jake Sharp, before the game, before the the game Abby played in, which they won, I like to think he was just kept sending her WhatsApp videos of that John Gale volley. <laughs> <laughs> Although there was one thing that came out last week. Jake Sharp has a... A half and half scarf. Yeah, um, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's gone down in uh, my estimations. There, I, I always held him in quite high regard, Jake Sharp, but not anymore. It's, it is, it's, he says it's because he's a Liverpool and Cobblers fan. No, I, I mean that's just making it worse. I'll be yeah. honest. His only way to redeem himself is to burn it live, <laughs> live on the live on the Cobblers show. Yeah, <laughs> live on the Cobblers show. Oh, okay. like Challenge <laughs> has been made. Uh, Jake. <laughs> so hold on, I've. We're, Charles we is predicting that we're going to win. Is that right? Yeah, I, I, ju- I just think that with Rovers in such bad form, Keith has said that we, he thinks that another couple of players are going to come back from injury. Obviously, it was good to see Joe Nuttall come off the bench. And I thought Joe Nuttall looked all right, actually, um, when he came off, uh, or when he came on, sorry. <laughs> Obviously, Nicky Adams, hopefully coming back to fitness. I maybe it might be too soon to see him start the game, but who knows? It'll be. Very, very nice to, to see that happen. Um, I think Horsfall might be due back as well. That's the back three back to full strength, unless we get somebody else in in the meantime. Um, yeah, I think we can maybe start start to sort of think, go in there all out attack. They've had, a, they've had a pretty difficult start though. They've had they've got they've got a point at Sunderland, which is all right. Then they played Ipswich and Doncaster. It's not the easiest of starts, is it? But they seem to be from what the what I'm gauging on the on this lovely forum is that they're not very happy. Uh, the end. <laughs> end podcast. I might I might actually just go out um, go out onto the high street tomorrow and just start getting some opinions. On the to be honest, podcast. Danny, I'm disappointed you haven't done that already. Some Fox Pops. Yeah. Oh. oh. Offside. Sorry. Offside. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, sorry. We are watching Liverpool last minute at the same time, aren't we? Um, oh, offside. Oh, no, that's offside. <laughs> yeah, offside. There we yeah. go. <laughs> and I'm behind by about three minutes. <laughs> um, I think we're going to lose on Saturday. Ooh. Oh, no, Neil. Sorry. I do. Uh, purely on the basis that they're bottom. 
everything's going wrong for them in the respect they want the manager out, etc. And everyone thinks, well, you know, this is a game we should, like you've just said, this is a game we should be looking to win, this game we should win. We know we've been here before with Cobblers, haven't we? These are the sort of ones we don't win, and then we'll go and beat Peter with seven nil or something the week after. <laughs> I take it. To be honest, I take that. Me now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I take that. Let's have yeah. that. Let's all well, fine. We'll do that instead. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely part of me that now just says, "Do you know what? That's fine. Get on with it. <laughs> go to sleep for a week. Wake up next <laughs> Friday, and then get on with it. Yeah, batter him. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I do see your point, Neil. Um, I just, oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I go back to the, the same thing that I have said for, for a good few weeks now, which is that these are the games that, that we should be looking to win. And I know you don't like me saying that, Neil. I don't like you saying that, Charles, but you're going to say it and you're going to keep saying it. I am. I, and to be honest with you, you said earlier about the whole game that it wasn't a game that we were expecting to win. Did I? That was me. That was me, I think. Oh, all right. Sorry, Danny, you said it and Thank Neil you. didn't pull you up on it. So, Oh, I did. Go. I pulled him up big and proper. Just, <laughs> on, what, just, um, just on WhatsApp, not on the podcast. Oh, it didn't help. <laughs> didn't help the pod. Really. No. It does feel a bit there for the taking kind of thing at the minute. From the, from That's the, the thing, though, isn't it? It is the thing, but uh, I don't know. I think they're going to be underestimating us a little bit and they might get a bit frustrated. I don't know. What's their squad like? I don't really know. I know they lost their striker, it's, didn't they? Yeah, they lost um, Johnson Clark Harris to some other team, didn't they? Um, and it's they don't look like they've replaced him very much from our first viewing. But uh, who like they the got? Back, the left back's the top scorer. It was Luke uh, Leahy, I think his name is. Who is that? Is that top goal scorer this season? Because I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's come on. It's, yeah, it's Dominic Paul Calvin Manning. Lewin is the current goal scorer in the Premier League. Well, nothing wrong with that. No, I know. And Joseph that... Mills was top scorer last year for Forest Green. He was left back, wasn't he? So that's true. And uh, this fella's a left back. Um, gets forward quite a lot, and it's a sweet volley. But poor man's Millsy, really. I don't know too many of their players. Just having a look. Oh, they've got you do. Yeah, I do. I do. They've got little, little Mark Little. Have they? Little, yeah. Oh yeah, little Mark Little. They've got Abu Agogo. Do. Luke McCormick. Yeah, he's just signed for the mini. Yeah, Alex Rodman. Yeah, they got old um, Chrissy Hargreaves' son as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Old Jack Cameron. Baldwin. Cameron. Is that former Sutherland Jack Baldwin? Yes, it is, yeah. 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 Um, Ed Upson. They're a they lovely line of goalkeepers. Uh, Kyle Bennett, I've heard of him. Max. Uh, Aimer. Yeah, he's new, isn't he, this year? Yeah, he's from... Um, he should have scored that, shouldn't he, Danny? Um, he's from... Done, yeah. He was from QPR, wasn't he? Yes, that was it, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah it's not... Jordy Van Stappershoof. Who? <laughs> that sounds like... He's a goalkeeper, isn't he? Jordy Van yeah. Stappershoof. Sounds like someone's made that up because they want to make up a name of a Dutch goalkeeper. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Playing jumpers for goalposts in the back garden. Yeah, yeah. And Jordi van Stappershoof. Yeah. you got Ansi Jarkala as well, who you think is the number one at the moment. Probably not after Saturday, but <laughs> uh, we might see old Jordi in between those sticks. Oh. Who's the... there? If you, if you look at Michael Kelly, who is obviously someone in their squad, um, born in Kilmarnock, 
3rd of November, 1996, <clears throat> 22 years old. When you, if you Google Bristol Rovers squad and then scroll through the pictures on Google, he's just playing at the park. Yeah. He looked... <laughs> Pablo Martinez, another one. See now you're now you're making me even more secure in the feeling that we should beat them. <laughs> do you think? Do you think their their podcast looking through our squad then? Yeah, the who's thing? that? Who's that? Yeah, who's yeah. that? I'll find out on Wednesday. I'm doing their uh, preview for them. Can you Ooh, ask them? Influencer. Charles, can you yeah. ask them if this is the first time they've have ever had two players called Zane in their first team squad? I, I can, yes. That's so interesting can. to know. It's an unusual name. Oh, oh, he missed. <laughs> uh, right. Oh, hello. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. I'm still waiting. This is the fun bit. <laughs> oh, no. no nothing. See, nothing's out. I don't know why you're getting how, excited. How are you so far behind? Oh, oh, hello. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. close. Uh, yeah, James Daly, by the way, on, on the Bristol Rovers website, seems to be doing his goal gif, or at least his goal <laughs> celebration in his photo. Uh, oh, not on finger the, up in the air. I'm not on yeah, the He's the badge, I think, isn't he? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, everybody else. I, I do like Abumair Agogo's uh, picture. I like that. Nice big beaming smile for the camera. Yeah. Um, David Tatunda looks a little bit tired. Uh, looks like he's about to fall asleep in his photo. Um, <laughs> probably listen to one of your anecdotes. Oh, now here we go. Hey, back of the net. Shocking behaviour. <laughs> right, I think on that note, um, oh, we need to do some actual predictions first, don't oh, we? Oh, yes. So yep. let's get some predictions done. Um, starting with you, Dan. Um, I think we're going to win. Time to finishing off a milk button. Nice. I think we're going to win uh, 2-1. Okay. Okay. Goals from little Joey Joey Mills. He'll pop up with one. Um, They'll hit back. And then their tunnel announcer will get on the tunnel starting singing about (laughs) winning and beating Northampton. And then up pops a returning Benny Ashley Seal. Oh. A tap-in. In the 87th minute. Lovely. Oh, that's quite precise. Was very precise. Very precise. Uh, 4-0. Going 4-0. There you go. Done it. Harry Smith hat-trick. Oh, go on, Harry. And a Christopher Missaloo wonder thunk. (laughs) Wonder thunk? (laughs) Wonder thunk. (laughs) A new one. (laughs) A wonder thunk. That's what's going to happen from about 30 yards. It's going to be amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Neil? Uh, well, just Jeffy's just messaged through with her prediction. Oh, she's good. she's gone nil nil and no shots on target for either team. <laughs> Most <laughs> accurate pre- uh, prediction so far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my prediction: I am going to go four two Bristol Rovers. Oh, Neil. Yeah. Fair well, enough. That's fine. You asked, Charles. <laughs> Yeah, don't ask for a prediction and then be stunned when I (laughs) offer up a prediction. (laughs) Okay, fine. Well, look, just before we go, Danny, you've got a fancy Premier League football thingy update, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So we've got, well, just coming to the end of the third week of fixtures in all fancy football. We've got 43 
entrance into the Bias Championship. Sitting on top, mysterious curl is JJ Stevenson. He's got 229 points already. Wow. Know where they've come from. He, yeah. He's has he, has he storming been playing it. his, um, you know, I those, don't know. the extra things? Oh, the chips. Yeah. What, what, what do you call Let's it? Let's have a look. I don't know. The, the chips. He's not. He's not. He's only. He's, no, he's, he's only done two transfers. Really? Um, yeah. He's, he's, he's on it. He's got who's 50 bottom? this week. Who's bottom, Danny? Let's have a look. Let's scroll down. Let's go all the way down. There's, there's me in. Um, <laughs> there's me sat in 19th place. Oh, mid table. Nice. Yeah. That's quite good for you. Yeah, sitting there. Safe and sound. Oh, dear. What is that? Daniel Fellows. Change your name, you dirty bugger. Um. <laughs> Tim Smith there in thirtieth, Mike Fuller's thirty first. Um, who else we got there? Ben Rigdon, my he's uh, he's snuck in there somehow. Don't know how he's got in there. Charles Commons there thirty seventh. Uh, ben Rigdon. Ah, uh, Riggers. Charles Commons down in thirty seventh. Can't be happy with that. But all the way down. Let's just keep going all the way down. Shall we? Oh, there's Chesy. Thirty seventh, right? Uh, oh, forty three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chesy's Chesy's down in forty first. He's not going to be happy with that. Um, but uh, 43rd position, can we have a guess who's last? Is it um, Phil Kirby? He's not had a mention this week. Phil Kirby, no. No, he's doing all right, 33rd. 33rd. Uh, I'd love to be up in, in the 33rd. <laughs> the echelons. How about Matt, Matt Sammons? Oh, no, Matt Sammons won't do anything so ridiculous as that. Matt Sammons knows his stuff. Hmm. He is uh, leaping. Da- D- Danny Darwood? No. No, no, none of them. It's uh, Neil Edgerton. Yes. No, is it? It's, is um, it really? Rock bottom. <laughs> I think I've got like, um, about two points, haven't I? <laughs> you've got eighty-nine altogether. Fifteen Three. this week. Oh no, nineteen Fifth. this week. Sorry, because some people are doing stuff for. I oh, know you got a Bamiyam captain, so you you still got hope that oh, a Bamiyam yeah. chips in <laughs> with something in the last twenty minutes. Twenty last um, twenty-minute hat trick. Come on, yeah. Come <laughs> I mean, on. to be fair, <laughs> the team is all right. It's I think it's been a bit mental this this season. So I think far. my team's a relatively solid team. I never. It it's that thing, isn't it? It's who you don't select, and then they get points. You're like, oh, I wish I'd have selected him and stuff. Yeah. On a, you, tra- you transfer someone out, and then they go and hit a hat trick. Oh. On a more yeah, positive so- note, I am not bottom in the uh, NFL one that I'm in. So oh, well done. there That's we go. Talking about talking about ones that being on your bench. I mean, yesterday my bench was uh, Yuri Tillemans and uh, Madison. Uh, for Leicester City, <laughs> and my captain was Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, hey. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, that's it for this week's It's All Covers to Me. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope we haven't influenced you too much. Um, join us next week. Make sure you keep an eye out on our Twitter feed. Come on the Cobblers for both the men's and the women's this weekend, and we'll be back here in your podcast feed this time next week. Bye, Ash. Bye. I've got nothing to add to that, really. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.